magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Yes. It is. I, it sure I really, is. I'm feeling that magic of the universe extra right now. Me too. Is it because of our realization we just had before yeah. we started? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know if we need, now I feel like, well, I was going to say, I don't know if we need to talk about it, but let's you, just You say, don't want to. You want to, well, yeah, no, I don't really, I don't want to because of the magic of the cauldron. To keep the lid on the cauldron. Yes, let's just say Natasha and I just had a realization well, that was expansive to us yes. well, in our friendship and our partnership. Yes. And I want to say we were updating a contract in present time and I opened my eye. I was like, okay, updating. We both signed it. And I opened my eyes and the screen had gone blank and the internet had stopped. <laughs> and then I came back. I signed back on and we had a conversation that affected the contract and then it was like okay now the contract's ready to update like it was yeah. like the guides and angels were like no this isn't ready to sign yet and then- yeah so in case you're lost like this was part of our <laughs> tune in before we started we were doing yeah. like a prayer and an invocation and Natasha was updating the contract as part of it and then yeah. and then that whole thing just happened yeah so and it was, was really fun. great there was yeah. a lot of laughter involved <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It really felt like the universe was like, hey, we're here. We're listening. Yeah, there's, yeah. Like, Something to be cleared up. Yeah, there. like angel lawyers. We're like, this contract is not ready to be updated. <laughs> you need to go back you to the You got to change these table. clauses here that's that right. are based on untruths. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, this is usually where we talk about the cards from last week. And yeah, then, so yeah. last week we drew, I drew Agapanthus, which is be impeccable. And you drew, um, and that was from my Magic of Flowers Oracle. And yours was from the Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron Reed. And you drew Between the Worlds Reversed. Yeah, and that was about, I remember it was like, basically things aren't going to go as you planned and just go with what's happening. Oh my gosh, I just realized that's kind of in line with the energy report this week. Mm. But just like go with it and spirit has the best idea, like has knows, like has your best interest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that for Tell me. Tell me about that. Tell well, me about that. <laughs> well, I interviewing um, you all of a sudden. <laughs> Tell me about that, Tess. Well, so yeah, both of those cards. Because so I have been, th- so I have a book coming out in September. Um, What's with it called? Llewellyn. The self-love superpower, the magical art of approving of yourself no matter what. That's right. And before books come out, like as much as I would like to be like, oh, I'm used to it now. It's fine. It's no big deal. It's my job. I've been doing it for over 10 years. It's not, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. I still feel like stage fright, but it's excitement, but it's like constant feeling Mm -hmm. of butterflies in my stomach and like, okay, let me do all the things. I mean, I, I already have realized about myself that I really love and need to get everything done. Like, this is not something I should be ashamed of. This is a part of my personality. You're and a Virgo rising. I mean, Virgo sun and Capricorn rising. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so, like, learning to dance with it and be kind with myself through it, yes. But, like, fighting that, no. 
but so I'm already like that and then it's like kind of like that is even more activated I just feel real like uh, just a little unsettled like so, there's something that you could do I'm wondering do you mean is that like there's something you could do that would settle it like if you just organize this thing enough is that what you mean uh I mean it's kind of it's more like like as soon as I wake up in the morning I'm like oh okay now here's all the things I need to do and then I'm, I just get this feeling in my stomach like okay wake up and write out your to-do list and then get to work and see how much of that you can get done right now today <laughs> because but so are you relating it consciously to the book coming uh, out no oh, see that's okay. why it took me a while to realize this pattern because it, yeah. it's manifested in a lot of different ways I feel like it is a lot more balanced than it used to be because it used to be more connected to shame like mm. I'd be like why why do I suddenly feel it was that vulnerability would make me yeah. feel like oh I, I'm really a terrible embarrassing person and everyone's yeah. laughing at me or something yeah. um and now it's more like okay like let me just do all the things um, which is really a lot, it's a lot kinder than it used to be. And yeah. I even, like, I used to even kind of have it channel into like, let me work out harder or let me eat healthier or uh, I don't know, just yeah. channel hey, it. It's like excess energy kind of. Have you talked to that part? Oh, that's a good idea. No, yeah. I haven't done parts work on oh, this particular yeah. thing yet. I bet um, that would be fascinating. And I feel yeah. like that would break the lid open of this. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that today. Yeah. Um, one more thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Write that down right now. Don't forget. Um, I think, uh, yeah, because that to me sounds like the inner critic, like in my terms, I would say. Yeah, that inner critic needs to talk, be talked. Oh, yeah. No, I could feel that, too, that it's like, okay, well, if you feel vulnerable, then how can you make yourself more worthy or how can you make yourself better before this happens so then you don't have to feel so vulnerable? Like, that definitely feels like a part of it. But anyway, the whole between the worlds reversed, I did finally, like, it's been like I've been just going and going and going. And yesterday, I I took a bath for a long time, Mm -hmm. and then I was like... I think I'm just going to read because I could feel like if I were to do more stuff like that, my stomach was threatening to just tense up again. And then instead I was like, "Uh, maybe I just really need some space here. And so I did that and that felt right and good. We are so similar with this whole shame thing of like, just for me, I don't know if this is what you said, but like for me, it's like just kind of this background noise that I've been actively working on healing. I don't know how long because I don't remember time anymore, but it feels like a recent (laughs) thing, like six months maybe of like background noise of like, but you're really bad. Mm -hmm. You're gross. People don't like you. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Oof. I've gotten a lot better, but then like this week too, my <laughs> I had a friend of mine um said he he and another friend of mine were hanging out, like she was visiting him and he said something on my Instagram about like she and I, this friend and I have been loving on you all week. Have you been feeling it? Like they were talking about how much they loved me together. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow. Really? Like I think I would I I guess what I was surprised about, too, was that I guess I was imagining that they would talk about how annoying I was or how much they didn't like me. Oh my but really, God. that's making me cry. 
Oh, because you know what I mean? Well, no, because I think I love you. And I just feel like, because I just feel like, oh, gosh, like, I don't, I just felt the pain of that, like, oh, my God, you're so lovable. That makes me sad that you would feel that. And of course, yes, I would feel that, too. But yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. so sweet. No, I bet I was surprised because I do feel like I've gotten so much more like I just like love and forgive and allow and stuff. But then to be yeah. like weird, I was very surprised that yeah. they would be saying good things about me together. Like what? Why? What did I think that they just were sitting there? I don't know. It's... I know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Because when I think of you, I mean, this is part of kind of what we were talking about before, but off off mic but like I just think of you as only being lovable like Aww. I don't think of anything bad thank you well I think I feel like the podcast like talk can connecting with you every week and talking about this stuff has helped so much like just make this stuff conscious for me and yes. then help me to um find have tools and ways of shifting <laughs> I think I just raised my hand um <laughs> well can I just tell you something so you know I told you we, I've been talking more to our mutual friend Melissa because we've been talking on Voxer which is this app where you leave each other voicemails and it's the same thing has been happening kind of even in a more intense way it feels like it's I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's like we've been talking and as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, I should maybe keep the cauldron, the lid on the cauldron. But it's that same thing that you're talking about. It's like bringing up what's happening, which is helping evolve it all. You know, yeah, it's like, alchemy, but also yes. Melissa is a major alchemist. Yes. Like I feel like that is like a, an aspect of her personality and her essence is tra- major positive transformation. Yeah, but it is just it's sort of like I was like, I guess I could just keep a journal <laughs> like maybe that would have had the same effect. I don't know, but it's something about saying it out loud. Well, and with people like you or Melissa, and we're talking about Melissa Tipton, who is our friend, who is also an excellent author. If you guys want to check out her books and, and her also, Instagram, yeah, and look her school. at her, yeah, her school, real life. What is it? Real, real magic mystery school. Yes, but yeah, I feel like people like you and Tanya and yeah. Melissa, like talking to friends who have a similar mindset, to just it's so transformational. Yeah. Yes, it really is. Yeah, because you're talking, <clears throat> excuse me, you're like, yeah, you're work, kind of working on unwinding the knot. Is that mm-hmm. the right word? Unwind you do to a knot? Untangling um, the knot mm-hmm. of whatever's going on. Like in this case, the shame of like, oh, when people see me, they're really just seeing, uh yeah. And to have someone you can say like, oh, yeah, that's that's so interesting that that's how I was feeling. And then someone who sees you in a kind of in some ways a clearer way than yes. you see yourself. Yes. Especially definitely a clearer way, because in this case, it's like you and me, too, with this thing are seeing the uh, ourselves through the pattern of what we, of our programming, of our past lives, of, you mm-hmm. know, of that lens instead of through our loving inner parent our higher self and and our friends can see us that way yeah yeah well like I just went through something there (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but I'll just say real quick for me that, um, uh, you know, we had a flea infestation (laughs) and it kind of was like, I feel, yeah. Oh, right. We were going to talk a little bit about overwhelm because there's just been a lot going on. I'm working on a book. I'm, my class is going to be launching soon. So I've been preparing for that in other ways. Um, and there was a major flea infestation. Mm. So it's just been like, oh my God, I don't have time for It's just like crisis, crisis. I mean, not crisis, but like kind of with the fleas. And then also, something that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. like nothing can wait. And mm-hmm. yesterday, Brett and I just like holy shit we deep clean that basement Tess you would I think you'd feel okay about that basement right now if you went into it <laughs> just okay yeah that's right I was like so I said to Brett you and I should deep clean this basement and then hire a like a house a cleaner to come in and do it how they would do it mm. and then it would really be clean but really we it was like he got out the shop vac and was like cleaning and all the corners we there was like 10 bags of laundry i'm laundry well yes there's also 10 bags of laundry 10 bags of trash oh my god it was it was good though it felt good and then he did flea things all you know sprayed the flea spray on all of the perimeters and there's just so i feel it was exhausting but it felt so good yeah, and in feng shui, the basement represents your subconscious. <gasps> that is so fascinating. Also, because this year is all about my subconscious. Like, because oh. Saturn is in Aquarius, which is in my 12th house. And so it's like, that was, yeah, that's the 12th house is like the subconscious. Oh, What's going yeah. on under there? And it felt so good. It was like clearing that out. Uh, so, and ultimately, it's good. I really hope those fleas are gone. Seems like they are, but um, yeah. So now I can move on to the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Oh, wait. We are going to talk about overwhelm and what we do in overwhelm. Do you want to say mm-hmm. anything about that? Well, I mean, I just I feel like. I have so many like times like this for me with I was talking about my book coming out have some other stuff going on yeah and I um I do really feel good about how many tools I have for dealing with that like it is it is still a feeling I have but I have a lot of ways of I mean like getting in the habit of meditating it's funny because i've been actually meditating more lately mm-hmm. which is like was that deepak Chopra who said if you don't have time to meditate for 15 minutes you should meditate for an hour yes. Yes. <laughs> it was like that yes. like okay let's do extra meditating deep breathing relaxation gratitude yes. exercises you yes. know yeah getting into that habit of coming into the present moment because that to me that's the baseline tool is having that habit of okay now I'm breathing in now I'm breathing out kind of anchoring myself in my environment here's what's happening in this moment and knowing that like that simplicity of coming into the present moment is just it that's it it's not anything fancy it's just here we are 
and I'm okay in this moment. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I think sometimes when people get overwhelmed, what like for instance in this situation, well, two things I would say. One is that, um, yeah, of course you can have all the tools in the world and you're still going to have a human experience because right, we're human. Right. So, of course, we're all going to feel those times of being overwhelmed unless you're a monk living, you know, in the mountains with even no still. external. Even then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe less external stuff happening there. Mm -hmm. But um, also... Yeah, that if you're having a hard time, just, I totally agree, coming into the present moment. And then a lot of times what I think is there might be an underlying thing under that, like, oh, I should be doing X, Y, and Z. Or I'm bad if I don't get X, Y, and Z done in time. Or something like that that's, that adds to the overwhelm. Like, people are going to be mad at me if they don't get this immediately which really is I'm not allowed to have boundaries maybe or I can't set boundaries or um, I'm only worthy if I'm you know there's so many reasons yeah. so many mm -hmm. reasons um I'm trying to think what I had with the heaviness I can't I can't remember what the heaviness was for me but it could be any number of things or like just it's never gonna happen I think that's what it was for me like it's now you're never gonna be able to do this just like uh the inner critic who was like well you could try and try and try but you'll never get all of this done uh, you know yeah. that heavy voice so if you're having a hard time just when when you are trying to come into the present moment you may just want to acknowledge oh what is under that that's making me feel so bad mm -hmm. and then just like maybe saying hello to it if you have to, when you have time working with it directly comforting your inner child having compassion for yourself and I'll talk a little bit more about this in the energy report because it's so aligned with what yeah. I'm going to say well, I one more thing about overwhelm and this is it's just clearing clutter is that it is I that is a universal cure for overwhelm is getting all the clutter that you can out of your environment. It's a really powerful shift. It's so funny because that was part of the overwhelm for us is like our the basement is basically my oldest child's domain because her bedroom is in there and um, I, we have three cats who have leukemia that we keep in the basement separate from the rest of the cats and I don't want to get too attached to them because they never live <laughs> long. So I yeah. kind of leave that space to Brett and my oldest child and, um, I'm just like, okay, hey, whatever, whatever's going on down there. I'm not a part of like, yeah. I'll let that, but it just ended up like they're both kind of lean towards over, like towards keeping things. Yeah. And. I am the opposite. And so it was just like, but I was part of the overall was like, I, how is this ever going to get done? Right. Yeah. But you know, yeah. What so we you did? can always start with small amounts. Like I'll just do the medicine cabinet. I'll just right. do this drawer. And one in at this time. case though, the fleas, like we didn't have that option either. Oh, you had to do all of it. We had to do all of it because we had to get the fleas out and they were everywhere. And so, then did you feel less overwhelmed? Oh, I feel so much better. But the way we did it was, since we didn't have that option of like, today I'll just do this corner. Um, Brett and I went down there together and I was like, together we're going to go piece by piece. So I'm only going to look at this section. Yeah. And then this section. Then we'll move yeah. to the, and it was like, we went in a row. It wasn't like, 
we're going to do this section over here and then I'm going to switch to the other side of the room. It was yeah. like, no, we're going to go in a row. So I feel like things are getting <laughs> right. Then I can turn around and be like, this half of the room is done instead of that corner over there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good, also a good way to look at overwhelm is you can only do one thing at a time anyway. So it's like, yes. okay, right now I'm focusing on this. I'm going to do this until it's finished. And then after yes. that, I'll do something else yes. instead of feeling guilty for not doing the other things that you can't do anyway at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And my ADHD brain was like, oh, I can't. This is too, it's all, it's all of it. And because of my ADHD brain, I'm like, oh my God, there's just everything at once. Like I can't parse through this. It's like, I can't figure out how to do this all at once. So that's why I was like, okay, with his help too, to just be like, okay, you're doing the vacuuming this and I'm going to deal with the contents and, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, that is a good way to look at over just piece by piece. Like you said. All right. We did it. Okay. It's yeah. over. I'm just kidding. We still have more of the show. <laughs> yeah, we still have more. So um, I want to mention that my book, The Self-Love Superpower, as I said, is coming out in September. But also there's a free book launch event that I'm doing Ooh. with um, East West Books on August 26th. Ooh. So all you have to do is sign up. It's totally free. And then you can join. Is this it online? online. Yeah. Oh. It's online. Yeah. So you can learn about that at TessWhitehurst.com and then go to About and Appearances, or you can learn about it at East West Books, whatever their website is, <laughs> the one in Seattle. Oh, the one in Seattle. Because mm -hmm. they have one. I think they have one in Palo Alto. They do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that one too. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. So are they going to interview you or what happens? No. I'm just going to do a, like, like I would do a book event, a workshop or book event. Um, in person, but online instead. Okay, that's great. Um, so you're going to talk a little bit about the book and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to okay. talk about self-love and different exercises from the book and oh, different I stories in the book. Cannot wait for this book. Thank you. And it's almost your birthday, but we won't talk about that. We don't care about okay. that. No, we don't at all. But you know what? It's a good segue because on your birthday, my class launches, which ah. is my class. It's the first day of my class, August 23rd. We could talk about it as Rick Springfield's birthday, as I do every year, because it's his birthday. He'll be um, 72. Oh, wow. I'll be yeah. 44. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. But anyway, so yeah, so my class starts then but I have an open registration yet I will do that the week before um, but in the meantime you can sign up for the wait list for my inner child healing class um, at highestlighthealing.com and we're just really gonna go deep dive into how to communicate with your inner child um, how to set boundaries how to be the inner parent how to come from all of this from a place of love and being centered so you can Look at yourself with compassion and communicate with the inner critic and all the parts. And the last class is about connecting to your higher self. And I use energy healing throughout the whole class, like you do meditations and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I would love for you to join me there. It's going to be great. All right. And you can... Uh, 
leave us a voicemail. We would really like it. We love voicemails. And you can call us at (laughs) 828-333-7181. It's an easy number. And we like to receive that. Some of you might be memorizing it already. Be great. So just you could just any old time, just call us on up. If you hear it in your head, you could just be like, oh, I think I should ask a question. <laughs> um, and then one more thing. We have a newsletter uh, that I send out once a week on Mondays, and then Natasha writes a wrap-up once a month, and you can sign up for that at magicmondaypodcast.com. And then did we also say write us a review yet? No, we haven't said that Oh, yet. yeah. If you would m- not mind, if you haven't yet, we would be so grateful if you would write us a review on I, uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, we if just you personally would, love it, but it's yeah. also great for the podcast. Yeah, it really helps people find us. Tell your friends. We love that too. Um, I was going to say, you can't leave a review on Spotify, but you can follow us on there, which I believe, I believes, I believe helps people to find us. So thanks 1 million, 1.2 million. Mm. If you left us a review already, 1.4 million. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was that everything we had to say there? Yeah. And now I'm going to read Elohim's bio. So we have Elohim Leafar joining us today. Yes. Elohim Leafar, who resides in New York City, is an urban shaman, dowser, tarot reader, and magician, born in Amazon, Venezuela, and from a family of healers. He has been formally initiated into traditional Venezuelan spiritualism, candomblé, and santeria, and his classes and books portray the Afro-Caribbean influence of his country and the pagan spirituality of his tribe and family. His academic education includes six years of university college at the Instituto de Nuevas Profesiones and ISUM in Venezuela, specializing in mindful marketing and conscious sustainable advertising. Elohim is the author of The Magical Art of Crafting Charm Bags and Manifestation Magic 21 Rituals. Here's our interview with Elohim. Elohim, welcome. I'm so excited to finally meet you in person. I've been friends with you online now for a while. So this is really exciting for me. So welcome to the show. Yes. Almost six years. Almost six years. I'm very happy to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I finally can see you because I always listen to podcasts, but I never put the face, for example, of Natasha. I know I'm really sure who was. (laughs) Thanks for listening. That's exciting to know you're a listener. So your book, Manifestation Magic, is so good. I feel the energy and the essence from it. I just, I love it. I love what you wrote there. I I love this topic too, manifesting money and wealth and prosperity and resources, but in a spiritual way. There's so much there. There's so much power there. So I was thinking maybe I like how in the beginning of the book, you start out by saying, sharing how you got off the plane in Atlanta without knowing hardly any English. And then in a short period of time, you had a book contract and you, you alluded to that, you know, the, the information in your book, the techniques, 
the perspectives that those helped you get from point A to point B. So can you share a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, it's, first, when I write the manuscript, I try to avoid that part. I just decided to put it in the end because I was talking with my partner when we read it. And, and we were, uh, we say probably people will think, will believe that it's a lie. Uh, because because sounds a little exaggerated, but in the end we say, you know, it's true. So just put in there, and my partner was with me, like just put it. Is the truth? So uh, uh, it's totally true. I take the airplane from Venezuela to Atlanta, and I change from Atlanta to New York. I arrive with fifteen dollars. Wow. Because, because in my country, in Venezuela, the dollars is private. You you can have it. Mm. Uh, so when you are going to migration, they review all your stuff, your bags, your pockets everything that you have, and they don't let you travel with more than $20, and they just have 15 So I arrived in Atlanta, after that I arrived in New York. I just have my ticket, my, my some stuff, my books, and just that I arrived uh, looking for a job. I don't, uh, I didn't knew English. I started to uh, learn English two years ago. And what's that? I mean, I, I come from zero, just with experience. And mm -hmm. like my mom say, every time that you are starting from zero, you are not starting from zero. You start from the experience. So use that. Mm. So we started selling uh, charm bags and drawings and stuff in the plazas. Mm. Uh, I was for a long time in Union Square in New York, selling charm bags and doing spell casting and doing reading for, for the people who pass around, oh. making money with that. And with the time, we're starting to have different jobs. Uh, we're starting to move to a room, after that we moved to apartment because when, when I come here, uh, I mean, we don't really have money. I don't have lawyers, I don't have uh, friends. I don't understand the, the language was totally lost here. Wow, uh, that's so brave. Yeah, and there's so much power in that too. It's like, I'm really thinking of the fool card and the tarot when you you have yes. like, it's zero and like it's number zero literally. And it's like, you're open up. Your, yes. all possibility is within that. Yes. Uh, sometimes I continue thinking, I, I don't know if it was really brave or, or was something really stupid that works <laughs> very well. It worked, <laughs> yeah. But it works because the other options really not was so good. So I mm. feel like the card in that moment uh, mm. uh, because I arrived, I remember when, when I put my fins in the airplane in Venezuela, it was like, okay, I mean, it's just another country. How complicated it can be? And everybody was telling me, you are going to the United States. It's the first country of the world. It's, you know, it's pretty complicated. Also, you are going to New York. That's, it's like too much. Uh, when I arrived in Atlanta was when I started to feel all the fear. Because ah. in the moment that I go out of the airplane, I mean, all the airport is amazing. It's so much technology, things that I never see before in my life. Wow. In more than 20 years. And what I hadn't see you people... seen before in your life? For example, the machines, the vendor machine for food or the vendor uh -huh. machines for, for uh, drinks. That's something that, that, that mm -hmm. when you come from where I come, I mean, for you, something that you give for granted because you have it there every day. But for us, it's like yeah. something that you just see in the film. So, wow. uh, so I was like, I need to drink something. I just have $15. And I remember I see the locations of food inside of the airport and I see the machine drinks. Uh, the matching for drinks and I was like uh, how I can use this I mean it's with car it's with cash how this works and I was like half hour figuring out with the oh. how this really works to, to have a, a drink uh, 
was the first time that I drink Dr. Pepper. Oh, the that was a was good in experience, the of I bet. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so good, something right? totally new. Yeah. <laughs> and because we don't have those flavors either. And wow. Everybody's talk English. I mean, people, I remember this was very kind. A lot of people tried to help me. They were I was going to gonna say, oh, I wish I could have just been there to help you. It just makes me wish exactly. I could fly there and help you. Exactly. I was, I I was feeling very lost, but at the same time, a lot of people come without us. People look at me like, okay, this guy really don't know what he's doing. So they come, where are you going? Which is the, your next plane? You need to take the subway. It was like, you mm. have a subway inside the airport. I mean, this is, this is like too much. <laughs> uh, in, in my country, we barely have subway and pro, uh, most of the time it's not working. And, oh. and, and when they tell me, okay, you, you, take to, you need to take this map, go to, to the subway, you go into the station, you do the transfer to the next airplane. was like, wow. So people really helps me. I, this woman, um, I think that her name was Laura. She was traveling, but she was like, oh, I have four or five hours. She speaks a little bit of Spanish. So she takes the time to travel in the subway with me to let me in the station and come back. Aww, that's that's so something nice. that I can't really forget never. What was amazing experience. Uh, and everybody around, I mean, was a lot of American people who don't know who is this guy, but they were like, okay, he's trying to travel so we can help him. Nobody yeah. speaks the, the language, but we can try to help him. And in the end, I was in New York. I, I was in my station, waiting for the taxi, that I don't have the money to pay, so I started working. Uh, but, but it was a nice experience uh, because I see a lot of kindness. Yeah. And this is very important. When you grow up in Latin America, all the fear and trauma that people put about Americans in the books is horrifying. You, you come here terrified because they say so many things about it's a country that really don't have freedom. It's a country that uh, nobody's kind. These things that you see in the film, this is just exaggeration. And people speak so mad about these things. And, and we grow up traumatized in this society because they teach, they teach us from the books when you are in the school that the United States is practically the hell. It's, it's the worst people that you can meet in your life. Oh, they wow. teach us the, the, the wow. things in the school. And they put that, uh, that kind of things in the test. Uh, they, wow. they put it in the test for, for graduate questions about which is the worst country in the world. And you need to answer the United States because if not, you wow. don't pass the test. This kind wow. of things so come totally in fear. When you travel here, you feel like you're going di directly to the hell. You don't wow. know what expect. Yeah. And Did we say where airport, you came from? I don't know if you started Venezuela. with that. Okay. I come from Amazon, Venezuela. Okay. I go in Amazon and I grew up between Amazon and the city, between the capital, that is Caracas. Uh -huh. I come from there and they teach us these kind of things. But when wow. you arrive in the country, when you are in the airport and you see all of these people coming to you, helping you, they don't care about your language, they don't ask from where you come. You are just like, you are lost, let me help you. Where are you going? You are going to there, to New York? Okay, this is the map. Okay, you know how we use the machine? So let me help you to use the machine. You need yeah. the restroom, let me take you to the restroom. I mean, people was yeah. over me. I, I feel like a king in that moment. Oh. Like, wow, so much kindness. So all of this things that I was learning for so much time, now I need to unlearn. Yeah, so you yeah. had all these limiting beliefs that you were were cultural in addition yes. to entering this new world. And then you have, you're learning English and then two years later you have a book deal? 
That's amazing. How yes, did that the, happen? Yes, the first book deal was my last, my past book, The Magical Art of Crafting Charm Bags. Mm -hmm. uh, this was an amazing experience because uh, I was literally selling charm bags in a little corner in Union Square in Manhattan. Uh -huh. And this, this was the moment of crisis when I was very fast, uh, ready to quit because it was winter. And I remember my partner and I, we, we passed nights sleeping around the street, looking to sleep around the plaza because we really don't have the money. And very eight. cold in New York. Yeah. 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 And when you come from a tropical country and you yeah. never see snow before in your life. Yeah. It's so cold. Wow. Yeah. It's, you, you are not prepared for this. No. Yeah. And that was the moment when we were ready to quit. And I was sending this manuscript to many publishers. And like six months or five or six months after arriving in the United States, Really good wiser, the publisher, they contact me and they say, oh, we want, we want your manuscript, we want to the book, it has a big deal for you. So uh, just sign and I was like, wow, this, this is really happening. Yeah. Um, it, and, and it was amazing because in that same month, I mean, we received the deal and we moved to an apartment and I started to receive uh, offers of job around. So it was like, wow, this is, this is really happening and we just have six months here. Yeah. Wow. So magic really works and you are Jeez. very magical. <laughs> so I really think that also doing a big leap like that, making mm -hmm. a big leap, like leaving everything, you know, to the yeah. scariest place you have been taught exists. That is a huge magical act right. that is like opens the door for so much. That's what me. I'm sensing you too. Yeah. You need to take the risk because uh, it's what, my, my opportunities were try to start from zero in a different place or stay in the comfort zone for a little more of time. But every time, everything was coming down around mm -hmm. in the country. And my partner has also opportunities here. So we were like trying to figure out how we can do all of this work for us, for both. And everybody around was like, both of you are so crazy. I mean, it's United States. You can try to start something close, like in Colombia, we are next is, is the neighbor yeah yeah or you can try to start in brazil or you can try to start around but yeah. united states is very complicated and uh, we have a lot of people coming over to the home who are saying oh i was living in the united states for like two three months i don't like it it's very complicated blah 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 and they come back to, to the country oh, so well, we, we were that, really terrified that was right when trump was elected too right is that when you came here i arrived in the government of Obama. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then other things happens. Mm. Uh -huh. And was four very complicated years for immigration. Was yeah. pretty complicated. I never worked so much in my life. I uh. keep jobs at the same time to pay because migration is very expensive. And, yeah. and stay legal is very expensive. Yeah. And I am totally in favor of every re uh, requisite or thing that migration asks you because you are taking time and space for borrowing in another country, so you need to respect the laws. It's very important because if I visit you and I am in your home, I need to respect the rules that you have. Yeah. I really believe in that. Yeah. And for me, stay good with, with immigration, with my lawyers, is incredibly important. It's my priority number one. But all of this is very expensive. So if you want to be a legal immigrant with all your paperwork ready and everything else and paying taxes like I'm doing from the day one, and all of this is very expensive. You need at least three jobs. 
in New York City to pay all of yeah. this. Yeah. What I did it, and this last four years was like a test over and over, every test coming, uh, following the, the last one. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is so interesting because I was going to talk to you. I really liked in your book when you said it was, um, this is a paraphrase, but it was something like, um, people make the mistake of thinking that we're here to get comfortable when really we're here to get uncomfortable mm. so that we can learn and like talk about actually yeah. living that, like practicing what you preach as the yeah. best possible example of getting, putting yourself in a situation where you can get uncomfortable, but then you, you opened up. I mean, it sounds like you opened up so much magic and power and opportunity, um, through that, like being willing to enter into that discomfort. And also you talk about letting go of the old, like those limiting beliefs, for example, yes. about the United States. And I mean, also probably just, we all have limiting beliefs. I believe the worst about- country, you can go there. They will <laughs> practically kill you. <laughs> yeah. Really? So that, that alone, you know, but then yeah. you're also, you have all these other challenges. So maybe, um, maybe could you share with us and our listeners like some of your practice of um of that of letting go of the old and making room for the new and getting uncomfortable in order to learn in the way that you like how exactly would that translate into opening up the floodgates to abundance for example Yes, just to add here, not, not related, I am in love of the hair of both of you. Look amazing, <laughs> you look like models. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, so this is the thing. Uh, I grew up in Amazon before to move to the city, to the capital. Uh, my family, they are dedicated healers. They work on this all, all their life on my grandma. Uh, this is a thing that I always question about. Uh, when you grow up and when you have for granted this opportunity to grow up in a family where everybody practice magic or witchcraft or, or something related, it's a lot of bypass. And you listen so much, so many times over and over. We don't need money because we are spiritual. Ah, oh, right. You listen that over and over. And this made me question so many things because we grow up very poor, poor level of uh, little apartment with just one room, with just one restroom for 11 persons mm. living inside of that apartment, that level of four, that level of just one food every day for months. Yeah. But at the same time, we were abundant in many ways because my mom and my father, they have so many clients and people literally make lines to uh, attend to the cleansing rituals, uh, readings and the stuff. And when, when the clients ask for uh, how much money you will ask me for this, they were, I mean, my mom was like, oh, just give me this. And the clients, I remember this so many times, they were able to pay you much more and they offered you to pay you much more. And my mom was like, oh, we don't need it because we are spiritual. Oh, and, yeah. and I remember clearly at least two times, the clients put a, a very big amount of money in her hands. And she said, no, I just need this little bit oh. for the market and put, anything else around because I don't want that money corrupt my my soul my spirit right so that was very complicated because at, at the same time was a very difficult decision but a very strong decision that you don't know how it's made when you know that you have six children in home and they are practically starving every day yeah but my religion is first so 
that turns some kind of illness or bypass that she has. And I see this repeating in all the tribes around, all the magicians around, they were doing the same. And I grew up with that thing in my mind that like, you need to go to the college, but you need to look for a job that don't pay you too much because money corrupt the people. Oh, wow, you yeah. You, uh, all of these things that they put in your, in your mind, that I always refer to this, and my mom don't like it, but I always say that this is garbage because something that you have in your home and it's not useful for you, it's not for decoration, don't have any use in your home, it's garbage, you need to take it out. And we grow up in a very traumatized society with very traumatized fathers who grow up from the first war, from the second war, listening all of these things about money is bad, money is wrong, money is evil, money corrupt the people, just bad people has money. They grow up with this and they put the same thoughts in our minds. For example, in the book, uh, I make this exercise that I do with many of my clients, um, with my students, that is try to sit down, take a paper and for uh, try to write down 11 or 21 things, depending on the time that you have, can be 11 or can be 21. 21 thoughts that you have in your mind about money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 21 so you, thoughts that you yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you write down money is bad, money is grown, money is evil, money corrupt the people, money is just for millionaires, money if you don't grow up or born with money, you don't have it. Money is very hard to have. Put everything that you think about money in that paper. And after that, after you write down all the 21 thoughts that you have, try to write which is the source of every one of these thoughts. Mm. So, oh, money's grown. Okay, why I think that money's grown? Oh, because I grow up listening that my mom says this. Oh, I think that money is bad for the people. Why do you think that money is bad for the people? I think that money corrupt the soul, don't care how much good person you are, this go to corrupt you. Why do you think that money, something so simple like money, is literally paper and coins. Why do you think that this has the power to corrupt your soul and your will if you are such a good person? And many times people respond in this uh, quest, my mom taught me in that way, my father teach me in that way, yeah. my sister teach me in that way. Not because they are grown people, it's just because they grew up in a system that made them believe that, that mm -hmm. yeah. you money, you need to be a corrupt person, you need to be a politician, you need to be a millionaire, because it's, if not any possible way mm -hmm. to be successful in this life if you are not a millionaire. They continue repeating that same system, that you need to be millionaire, to be successful. Mm. You can have, for example, a very nice decent place with a pool. Uh, one car has a, a good partner who respects you and supports you every day of your life. You yeah. feel well, you have your insurance, you, you don't feel any illness, you are totally happy with your life. But people say, oh, you are not millionaire, so you are not happy. Right, are yeah. Successful. And you continue feeling happy and you mm -hmm. continue doing well and you say, yeah. okay, for example, in my case, a lot of people is, you wrote about, about money magic, but you are not millionaire. You have the reason, I'm not millionaire. I just has the opportunity to send money to my 11 uh, nephews because I have 11 nephews in my country. And I need to send money for them, for my father, for my mom, for my five sisters. I need to send money to all of these people. And I do all of this with my dignity, doing a decent job, doing a decent work. So I feel that myself, I feel like a successful person. I have some amazing partner for the last 13 years Aww. to support me and follow all my craziness and respect all my craziness, my, my crazy ideas. I live in a very nice place in New York City. I'm doing very good with my students, with my job. I feel very happy. I feel very comfortable. I consider myself 
myself a successful person. Yeah. Other people will tell me, oh, you are not successful because you are not millionaire. Yeah, because of these external yeah. rules about what that means. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I love that. I love uh, defining abundance and wealth for yourself. I yeah. think about that a lot, that it's like, I feel very rich. I feel like I get, I have a very comfortable life and is there room to expand? Totally. And maybe if I were raised in a different uh, family or socioeconomic background, I would feel poor or I would, maybe I would feel really rich, you know, but I feel, I feel very, very um, fortunate exactly where I am now. And I feel like that's the mindset too, that helps you expand when you appreciate and love where you are without judging it by external factors, but also those limiting beliefs that I talk about that too, in my book, little guide to money magic. It's such a big, I feel like that's the beginning of money magic is really looking at what are my current beliefs and expectations And then how can I get clear on those and then shift them in ways that will help me open up to even more money and, 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 you know, luxury and success and blessings, not just money. Um, But also, I feel like it's also important to acknowledge that this is what we were born into. Like we're animals who are born into a world where money, it helps us to thrive. It helps us to be healthy. It helps us to be creative. It helps us to um, eat, you know, that there's no shame in learning to thrive in the world that you are born into, you know? Yes. Uh, I mean, money don't make happiness, but money gives you the opportunity to look for happiness, to, mm-hmm. to do other things while you are looking for how to be happy. Yeah. It's something that, that we need to learn. And I'm very happy to be part of this generation mm-hmm. because when we, we grow up in the past, uh, we find these books uh, of magic that essentially ma- money magic was put some candles, you just pray and it will bring you money. But you don't know anything about how right. this really works. Yeah. So what I tried to do in the book was try to define uh, which is uh, what is abundance, what is prosperity, what is well-being, how do you feel abundant, what is prosperity for you, not what do you think that is prosperity for other people. Right. Because if I ask you in, this, in the moment, probably a common person who is not related with magic and energy work will tell me, oh, prosperity is ha- a lot of millions in the bank. Yeah, but I mean, this is not really being a, pros- a prosperous person. You feel being prosperous if you have a lot of millions, but you don't have a home. Because mm-hmm. you can use your bank account, or you are unhappy because your family is not with you. I mean, you need to figure out what made you feel abundant and what made you feel prosperous in this life. Right. After that, in every money spell that you do or that you craft, try to put in there not just all your intention, try to define exactly which is the purpose or goal that you are looking for. I'm having a job, but I'm not receiving money. So, what do you want? A different job or you want to receive a, a more money in your same work? Uh, because probably you are limiting yourself. Probably you are the typical person who is in a job who is always saying, I don't like this job. I don't like the schedule. They don't pay me well. They don't pay me uh, what I deserve. But I want to look for more money. Okay, look for another job. I, I don't want to lose this job. because it's <laughs> right. Right. So You need to define what you're really looking for. Yeah. yeah. But, and in the spell book, um, in Manifestation Magic, what I tried to do was try to define all of this from zero. So every person can define in them in their own way how they feel prosperous. So 
what I feel to be abundant, what I want to feel is this. I want to feel loved for other people around and has the money to help my loved ones because if you are not abundant person, a financial abundant person, you can help your loved ones, yeah. your family, your sisters, your nephews, your partner. And it's very sad when people around you is asking you not for money, but some kind of help and you are not mm. able to do it right. because you have it in yeah. your hands. But being prosperous or abundant, you have the opportunity to help to your loved ones. So it's very important. It's not just do it for yourself. When you, when you are doing better, all the people around you is doing, is, has the opportunity to do better. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. one of the things that I try to put in the book. Yeah, I love the way that you interweave spirituality. And I wanted to read this quote that I loved so much. I mean, I loved a lot of the quotes in there. There's so much heart in it, so much poetry too. Um, But this part, so beautiful. Religions, groups of believers, spiritual tribes, and covens, they are all branches of that immense tree that we are climbing to reach the sunlight at the top. God's angels and fairies are all divine manifestations of the nature of the universe, just as you are. Oh, I love that. I know. I love it too. That makes me, uh, we always like to ask and it makes, it feels very Aquarian to me, but what are your sun, moon and rising? My son is Capricorn. Mm. Oh, I I haven't noticed here because I always, I always confuse. Let let me check here. I am very old. I, I, I forget things. (laughs) <laughs> I am that kind of person. Um, I was taking notes of this because last week I was with my partner doing or um, how do you say this in English or, or astral card or astral chart. Oh, astral chart, his astrology it's, chart. Yes, we was doing it uh, last week. I think that was Tuesday. We just yeah. sit down and starting to do all of this, trying to do it manual. Was yeah. hours, these hours turn in days. Um, my, my son is in Capricorn, my moon, my moon, oh, my ascendant is in Cancer, mm-hmm. and my moon is on Taurus. Oh, okay, Taurus. Oh, yeah, a lot okay. Of art in there. Oh, it's very earthy. It was feeling very Aquarius to me with how you are so in touch with how important it is to help other people and to be, um, you know, that not just other people, but also with all of the universe. Yeah, and also to be open to new perspectives too. Yeah. I yes, can feel that too. Because uh, I have the opportunity, this amazing opportunity, because the universe knows why do the things. Uh, I grew up in a, uh, my, my family was very, very complicated. So I separated from my family very young. When I was like 17, uh, uh, I go out. And the mom, the mom of my partner, that is practically my mom, I present her in every place like my mom. Uh, she was who raised me and she paid for my college and she find me, helped me to find my job and these kind of things. Actually, she was one of the persons who was pushing me to come to New York. Mm. Uh, be- because I remember this conversation, she took me to a, to a diner and she told me, she told me one day, you are limiting yourself because you have so many things that you can offer and this country don't have the tools for everything. Ah. Mm. And she's Aquarius. Ah. very influent of me she, yeah. she, she, you know her I mean I, I am very uh, blend with the magical community around with the metaphysical people here in New York and every time that I has an event uh, signing books or something she comes with me and everybody loves her because Aww. she is this kind of personality who is always trying to motivate people she asks 
what kind of things you are doing. And she go directly to your life. And it's like, oh, you are doing this. Uh, and you are not planning doing this in a different way to do in, in a mainstream way. She's always like very, yeah. uh, she's very Aquarian. She's always trying to look forward. Right. She's, in, in, yes. She's trying to raise in others. When we were uh, in Venezuela, she has this store of clothes. And she was always saying to the employees that was mostly women, you, you, are, um, you finish the college? No. You finish the high school? No. I remember that one day she sent all the girls of the, of the store to the high schools. And, and she said, nobody will uh, continue working here if you don't finish high school. Uh -huh. So she did the paperwork. And she signed the paperwork and sent them all to the high school wow. in, in the night classes. And one of my colleagues in the work and me, uh, we go to the college and she paid for the college of both of us because wow. she got like, you need to do these things. And if you don't have the opportunity because your family don't have the money for that, you need to look for the opportunity to have it. You need to have a career. You need to have a talent. You need to do things in your life because you just have one life. She's very, she has this very amazing influence uh, and I have it very close. I have her very close. So it's for that reason because I learned a lot from her this last 13 years oh yeah oh, such wow. a beautiful expression of Aquarius yeah. which is also Natasha she's an Aquarius and she is also very generous oh, and wise thank you well so, I oh I, we probably should wrap up unfortunately yeah so where can people find you online okay, people can find me on Instagram people can find me on Twitter uh, look for my name that is a, a, a very uh, strange to the spell, uh, because my grandpa was Jewish from Turkey. Oh, yes, I'm Jewish. Nice. My grandpa, my grandpa comes from Ankara, Turkey. Oh, okay. He arrived in Venezuela many years ago. Oh, uh, wow. my, my grandma has a, a lot of husbands. She has, she has a very lovely life, a very lovely life. <laughs> uh, and she has many children, but she just has one children with my grandpa. That is my mom. Mm. So you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter. My book is available, is available everywhere. And please continue supporting the podcast. Please continue supporting these spaces. We don't have many spaces like this one around. So please try to support, please try to share with your friends, with your colleagues, with your coworkers, with your coven. Please try to support this podcast and these spaces, please. Thank Aww, you so much for nice. that. So you're so supportive. So yeah. um, just so everyone knows, E-L-H-O-I-M. L E A, yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. That's the first name. Last name L E A F A R. Is that right? Yes, Lafar okay. is literally Rafael when you put. Uh, oh, that is that. a powerful name right there. Because yeah. Elohim yeah. means gods, that, right? Yeah, or that, like. That was the idea of my grandpa too. Oh. He was very in, in Kabbalah stuff before wow. to die. So, oh, so cool. he, he asked to my mom, if you, if you have a boy, you need to put this name. And he was very specific. And he said, uh, he likes the name Raphael for the Archangel, but he said he tried to spell it in this different way. So he was very. Wow. Uh, powerful, powerful ancestors so cool. you have too. Yes, it was so great talking to you. You are just such an inspiration. And yeah, I know our listeners are going to love your book. It's really great. Great book. Yes. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks to you for the opportunity. I'm very, very grateful. Have a yeah. nice day and continue inspiring people. Yes, you too. You too. Okay. We hope you enjoyed it. 
Alrighty, so now it's time for the energy report. Hmm, that was a little, um, kind of relaxing. Yeah, I kind of liked that one. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Were you going to say relaxing? Um, too? it felt like, uh, soothing. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I felt that one in my heart. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I like that. Okay, doke. By the way, if we, if you're like, what? We said something in that interview and it seems like you should mention it now. We actually haven't interviewed him yet in this. We pre, we recorded it after we finished recording this. I just yeah, like to say that. Yeah, that's the way it went today. Yeah, just so you know. Okay, something obvious here happens where it's like, why didn't they bring that back? That's mm-hmm. been a perfect thing to bring back. <laughs> Um, I have so many crystals here I'm holding today. I oh. This is from the Goddess Provisions box, which, by the Ooh, way. Is it black tourmaline? It is. Looks very relaxing. Yeah. It's, it's, very, a, it's very grounding. It's a pyramid of black tourmaline. Yeah. I was just going to say, you can get yourself one and support the podcast. Just oh, yeah. We haven't said that for a while. Yeah, we have Just go to magicmondaypodcast.com and click on the banner, the Goddess Provisions banner. Yeah. And then um, you help the podcast and you help yourself with gorgeous, fun things. So the energy report this week, I've alluded to, um, I foreshadowed this report earlier. I will say that um, the energy report is like the energy it's like the energy trend that I'm looking, that I'm feeling into the week ahead. Um, but what I want to say is like, it does kind of feel it, this week ahead, like kind of a, uh, uh, like a, <laughs> like we're, you're moving <laughs> along and then you're uh, stopping. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like, a, oh, here we go. Uh, wait, no, I'm kind of stopping. Oh, wait, here. Uh. So. What I wanted to say that I noticed from my clients this week, um, which I take into account as far as the energy, is that people are in different places, but like there there seems to be this awareness and um, need for embracing all parts of the growth process. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, so sort of like, oh, okay. You know, essentially what I was thinking was um, that you're like when we look at nature, nature has so many different things that are growing, go through all these different phases. Right. And they're not like why? Like a flower's not like, why aren't I blooming right now? Why aren't I? Why? As far as we know. But I, we talked to flowers. You have a whole book about talking to flowers. Yeah. I'm, I don't think you've heard a flower say that. No, I have not. Yeah. And in fact, it's like. The flower, we it needs all that, the process building up to that bloom. And it's not about the bloom. It's the mm-hmm. whole process. Yes. And um, not to keep talking about Melissa, but as we were talking about that too, <laughs> I know it's like I'm telling you it's this We can totally talk thing. about her. Um, <laughs> but she was saying this thing that I don't think she cares about me sharing this that um which I've also read in actually Sinea Roman's books that are my favorite books for spirituality um but she was saying her guides were saying like you know what when you leave this earth and you're just a spirit again without a body 
you're going to miss that process. You're going to miss like oh, yeah. the f- bringing things into the physical because this is what Sinea has said before in her books or Oren, the person she, the thing, the being she channels is that like when you are not in a body anymore, you think of something and it happens. Like you can manifest things instantly. Mm. But that process of manifesting something, it's like it can be satisfying if we learn to welcome and appreciate all the steps along the way. I have totally been getting this message lately, too. Yes. Yeah. So, like, also, um, even if, let's say, you can't because you're in a frustrating place with it and it's like, you know, that that I was referring to earlier. It's fine. You know, no spiritual bypassing here. So it's not about like, okay, I love this uh, feeling. Yeah. No. How you Feel can your even, feelings. What? Yeah. Feel your feelings. That's right. And you can just be like, oh, okay, well, you know what? I'm in the uh. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let me just welcome. This is where I am in it. And that's just to know, like, this is a natural part of the growth, a natural part Mm -hmm. of the process. And it can feel like kind of like what you were saying before of like, well, I still feel overwhelmed. Yeah, you're still, it's part of the process. It's part of the growth. You're going to feel these things. You're not behind. You're not, oh, Mm -hmm. like where you shouldn't be. Wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So the energy report recommendation is to simply be aware of that really and to just be like okay it feels like I'm stuck here but maybe this is just part of uh, this is where I am in the process yeah and really validating recognizing that will help you then to continue to flow and grow and be there yeah so that that reminds me of something Ted said to me because I was telling him about the feeling of feeling stressed out and really kind of like on edge before books come out and he was like but if you didn't feel like that, then you would probably be about ready to quit. Like, because that, that shows that you care about yes. what you're creating. It's probably why you create stuff that is good, too. Yeah. And also, like, as I've been thinking about this exact thing lately so much of going into the moment of wherever I am in the manifestation process, then I've been also looking back at things I've manifested in the past and then seen, like, oh, the, actually, even if I didn't realize it at the time, the whole process was very fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think back to when my first book, for example, before I even got a publishing deal, like, just learning how to do a book proposal. And, like, yes. that whole process, I look back now, I'm like, oh, that whole thing, that there was a whole journey there where I evolved in all these different ways. And I treasure those memories. So that helps me to realize, like, anywhere I am in a journey of manifestation, even before the thing shows up, like, it's that that is a time to savor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is funny to me how you can feel nostalgic for time. Like when I was thinking back, like when my oldest child was a baby, it was so stressful for me. And it was really, really hard for me. And I look back on that now fondly like oh yeah (laughs) I know know? it's like yeah it is like because it was such a it was I was gonna say it was such a time but it (laughs) it really was it was like it there were so much I don't know I just have a lot of love for it even though I was like feeling very unmoored I didn't know what I was I was stressed out about my where I was going next in other ways and all these things 
Yeah, <laughs> and for a long time, I've noticed that in the way that, um, like, even since high school, I remember that if there would be a song that I listened to a lot when I was going through something challenging, yeah. and then I would not be going through that challenge anymore, but I would yeah. hear the song again, yeah. it would be so meaningful to me. And it would remind me of that time, and but in a beautiful way. Yeah. And I think it's because... we might not realize that we might be overwhelmed or stressed out but I think that the alchemy like whatever's going on with your soul during those challenging times must actually be very beautiful yeah yeah but then as humans and also there's just so much pressure to be productive and create you know there's another side of this too of like after the flower has bloomed you know like let's say after you have birthed your book into the world and Mm -hmm. then it's like that's still another phase in growth. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like, well, now it's over. So pack your things and go. Like sometimes that's the part where people really struggle, you know. Yeah, there's never a time like as a human on earth when we're finally like, oh, now I'm at peace. Now everything's okay and everything's safe. We just keep being in this time where things just keep changing and we keep evolving. And so that's the spiritual path, I think, is learning to come into the present moment and be with whatever is there, whatever we're yeah. going through at this time, not to think like, okay, we've got to get to this point of perfect peace. Or yes. Now I'm all evolved or I'm all healed or I have manifested all the things I need, or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> but even like when you have put, yeah, like when you have like accomplished the thing, then it isn't about okay, what's the next thing? But if you're kind of in that mode, maybe even without realizing it, then it can feel sort of empty when the thing is out there in the world. Yeah, instead of realizing it is all along, it's been about the process. Yes, all along. Mm -hmm. And that's true, by the way, after you die in my, I was gonna say in my experience, but from what I've observed. (laughs) Right, and probably your experience that you don't remember consciously. That's right, but like not that, I think, what I feel is that it's a little easier because the ego isn't chiming in with what have you done lately and what where are you going? But you're still growing. You're 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 still very much mm-hmm. growing. It that totally. never stops. Yeah. I do think it's a little easier, but um so that's it. That's what you got. Love it. Okay, so now it's time for practical magic. So this Sunday is the Leo New Moon. Oh, yeah. And 8-8 eight, eight Lionsgate. You know oh, yeah. Lionsgate. Oh, you don't like that? I don't. I, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I, I like the numbers. I have a weird relationship with numbers. Oh, you do? I forgot about that. <laughs> you remember it now? Yeah. <laughs> like, I do love numbers. I love 888. I love 444. I love 1111. I love all of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there can be messages that come from them. But sometimes I feel like the New Age community puts overly emphasizes mm-hmm. like like 888 or like the yeah. Lionsgate. I don't know. Maybe okay. it's a real thing. Maybe it's just that people like that it's 888. Who knows? Anyway. Okay. It's the Leo New, the Leo New Moon. For sure. What's that? I said that for sure it is. The that new it's moon. definitely 8-8. Eight, eight. That it's the new oh, moon. Oh, no, it's definitely the new moon. Yeah. Yes, this Sunday. So, of course, before that, this whole week, the moon is waning. It's getting smaller and smaller. Its energy is waning. So, magically, this means it's a time of releasing, purifying, clarifying, simplifying, 
relaxing. So just kind of thinking of that unwinding energy throughout the week. And then on Sunday, it's a great time for a new moon ritual. And the Leo new moon is so fun for getting into alignment, attuning to your desires about how you want to be seen, how you want to shine your light. And this Sunday, it's cool that it's a Sunday, too, because it's the day of the week ruled by the sun, which Mm. Leo is ruled by the sun. Yeah. So um, I recommend working with cinnamon. So cinnamon incense or uh, cinnamon essential oil, that scent of cinnamon, lighting the incense or diffusing the essential oil, lighting a candle. And then getting in touch with, and you might want to take a bath first and then breathe and get in touch with your intentions and desires about how you want to be seen and known and how you want to shine your light and set those clear intentions. So write them in the present tense as if they're already true and feel them. You could breathe into your heart. Leo rules the heart. You could feel that you're shining your heart light out. And you could even breathe into all those intentions. Just feel them. Feel like you're radiating them out from your heart. I love that. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense with what I was feeling coming up to it. That releasing, I mean, it just is, if this is a time where the week feels kind of like stop, start, like not exactly a full flow, it's a good time to just be releasing. Oh, okay, that's not working out how I thought it would. So how can I clarify? How can I just release, move into the energy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And getting stuck energy moving too. I mean, you could also, if you do feel like stuck or even just kind of like you need more clarity, then energy clearing, clearing clutter or burning some sage or um, making noise in your house, you know, clearing the space with sound, like with a rattle or clapping like those kinds of things just consciously clearing energy can help you create that space and get things moving mm-hmm. okay well oh we should do our housekeeping oh right so you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com you can also ask us a question just by hitting the ask a question if you want to email us questions instead of calling us um, you can find us at Magic Monday Pod on Facebook. Magic Monday Podcast Listeners is a group on there that's nice. Uh, Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram. And yeah, you can sign up for our newsletter on the podcast. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can schedule a session with me or take one of my classes. You can find me on Instagram at highestlighthealing. And I'm recently on Facebook at the same thing. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can find lots and lots of free spells and rituals and guided meditations and inspiration. And you can find me on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Instagram at Tess 444444s. And that's it. Did I forget one? I think that's it. Okie dokes, So I'm once again just picking from the same deck, which is the Wisdom of the Oracle. And I am drawing from the Magic, I'm, I'm sorry, Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which I co-wrote. And you can get on your website and wherever you get things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I picked Fork in the Road Reversed. Oh. Yeah. So that 
means indecision is extremely frustrating and it will lead to anxiety, loss, and confusion. At this juncture, you can't remain in place without losing your way altogether. Avoid the tendency to let others choose for you, which amounts to a subtle refusal to take responsibility. Don't give your power away, not even to this oracle. By not making a choice, you are making a choice for which you must be accountable. If that choice leads to undesirable circumstances, take heart. Spirit never tires of giving you second chances. You can always start again once you've learned this valuable lesson. Hmm. Interesting. It's a lot of parallels here with what I drew. So I drew improvise. And this reminds me of the energy report too. Great treasures are awaiting for you. Great, not awaiting. Great treasures are waiting for you in the most <laughs> unexpected places. It is time to take a detour onto a road less traveled. First, you must release attachment to a particular destination or outcome, free up your sense of playful spontaneity, and dare to step bravely into the unknown. The universe desires to co-create with you. Relinquish your concrete plans and rigid expectations to signify your willingness to dance gracefully with the cosmic mystery and wild divine. Definitely a parallel there with the energy report. And I yes. like the, that they both, our cards, had a road in them. Oh, Yeah. You know, like making a choice, improvising, going with the flow, but also releasing attachment to outcome, allowing the divine to flow in. And that that's a part of the what you were talking about with the energy report, too, of like going into the present moment with wherever you are in your manifestation. I feel like that is a way too when you release like over attachment to outcome, then you allow space for the divine to flow in and co-create and dance with you. Yes. And I know this was kind of, my card was kind of focused on indecision, but it really could also just be, it could be that. And it could also just be anywhere you're, like it said, where you're giving your power away or not being in the moment. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Okay, just went through something there.